That's one of the things, Finch, about the, your captaincy. People think that you did it for like half a year, didn't they? Don't they? You I did. did it for I, genu- I genuinely do. But it wasn't until this podcast came along that uh, I realised I had a year and a half worth of doom and gloom. Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grapes Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Housecast, the podcast from Law House Cricket Club, which it seems now each fortnight we pull together. Don't have any major guests on, albeit we've got a fantastic one on tonight to help us through. And we just discuss what's gone on, the scores, the results, how things are going at the cricket club, etc., etc. So, welcome to the Housecast. Good evening, Joe Martin. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Jeremy. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I've been pinching out my tomatoes this uh, this afternoon. Excellent. I've never been. I uh, just you'll testify how amazed I was yeah. <laughs> wandering around your garden yesterday. Yeah, when you saw me to- <laughs> my tomatoes hanging down. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've got to pinch them out because then the, the the feed that you give them feeds the actual tomatoes and not the plants. So yeah, I'm doing all right. Thanks. You. I see you're not in the. Joe Martin sweet is uh, was some No, um, just uh, as is apparent, uh, my timekeeping is poor. Yeah, it uh, is. So, so um, halfway through my run tonight, I remembered <laughs> that we had a podcast, uh, and then so I had to cut it short. <laughs> then came back, and then I didn't have time. To, and then I forgot my bag because I was training. So I usually bring my laptop bag and stuff but I forgot it so I'm from my actual house tonight. Yes, yeah, so that, I mean, a bit of a bummer that so you're having to use your own Wi-Fi and your own electricity. I haven't got any of the lights on. Right okay then. <laughs> at least you're saving that. Anyway right Dooch how are you? How's things with uh, in the Beneducci household? Yes great I haven't got any gardening uh, stories to talk about like you two pinching tomatoes or anything like that or running stories for that matter I don't do either. No no, you've uh, are you you moved into your new house? Is it uh, is that all settled down? Is that everything yeah, fine? All good. Yeah, um, just a little bit further away from the cricket club, so I have to um, think about that when I'm planning my weekends. Now I can't just stumble across the road afterwards. But yeah, yeah. all good. Thanks. All good. Yeah, good. I'm glad you've done that. And tonight we've got a special guest with us who's come on for for numerous reasons, but he has played in a couple of games. We're going to discuss. It's the one and only Jonathan Finch. Uh, welcome on the housecast, Finch. Evening, Jez. Hope you're all well. It's nice nice that you brought me in during the holiday period just to fill a few gaps before the big boys come later on in the summer, but pleasure to be here. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, we've had you on a couple of times before, Finch, in a couple of the earlier ones. I think you were on with Macca, weren't you? And um, did you come on with Ryan as well? No, I was just, just on with Macca. Um, he was yeah. supposed to come on with Corbus. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. But he got, he, he got pulled out. away. Similar, yeah. similar, to my, similar to my cricketing career. I was <laughs> thinking, about, think, thinking about pulling out at the last minute. And, um, yeah, we won't take that one any further, shall we? Yeah. All right, no, that's good. Interesting, Finchie. We've just been chatting before we started recording. You're down watching the, 
the hundred. The uh, it's it's the opening game tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, uh, the first standalone women's fixture uh, tomorrow of the hundred. Um, the new competition to kind of you know a bit of a sales pitch this, but to get cricket to a wider audience and and get yeah. a, a different generation involved. So yeah, excited about that. Very lucky to be involved in that. So um, yeah, down in the big smoke for a couple of days. Brilliant. That's. I mean, this wasn't on the agenda, Finchie, but if you don't mind, we, you know, there's a lot of opposition to the hundred, and you know, I'm looking at the format of it in the the, the, the ladies and the men's the men's game. It does seem like it could, you know, it could be something brand new. A lot of people are talking about it. Have Have you got your head around the rules and everything? About yeah, it? yeah, just about, just about yeah. as a traditionalist, someone who yeah. grew up watching cricket and sixty over one day matches on. BBC yeah. Two, um, and get in there. It, ultimately, it's just a, it's another game of cricket, isn't it? It's someone yeah. trying to get you yeah. out, someone trying to whack it out of the park, but with a yeah. with a whole new atmosphere that hopefully brings new people. It's free to air TV. You can't, which yeah. you can't, which you can't beat. It's what probably yeah. all all four of us or all however many is on the call grew up yeah. watching. So really excited yeah. by it, and we really personal perspective it's starting to put the women on the same kind of pedestal as the men and that's yeah. that's only a positive thing for for the game globally uh, well for us in England and Wales so yeah without a doubt you know and you know it is it's so true is that that uh, you know that once it gets out there and we get used to this you know 10 ball overs some but someone can bowl five balls and then they can carry on bowling it'll just be you know it'll be interesting to see the tactics of it and and how it develops and and is it again What's your? I mean, I'm watching a little bit of the Lancashire of Lancashire men's this year, and I'm finding it incredible how the batters are developing in the T20 formats, the different shots they're playing, and the power. Yeah. Is that? Would you say that's the same in in the women's game at the T20 level? Is it all yeah. bat- I would no bowlers? Yeah, no. It's listen. Things evolved, aren't they? And the way the T20 games evolved in the men's game is no different yeah. to the evolution in the women's game. Yeah. The men the men just play a hell of a lot more. So they get more opportunities to to execute and, and showcase their skills. Whereas yeah. you know, a young female player plays maybe a quarter of the game. So yeah. Uh, it's a bit more yeah, but it's it's great to watch, isn't it? I've not seen any of the cricket tonight, but you watch Livingston whack it over the stand at Trent Bridge. You know, it's you know, as a as a as a true cricket fan that loves loves Test match cricket, you've still got to love that. You've got to love the yeah. audacity and the yeah, the ability yeah. that, you, that uh, does. You, you meant you said Trent Bridge there. You mean the Headingley one the other day? That's, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because if I don't, if you don't mind, I can have a little whinge on here. I went to the Lanc- Yorkshire Lancashire um, four day at Headingley, and they were unable to play because water was coming up through the bowlers' run ups. Believe it or not, they went off. We're, after we're, we're Lancashire on top. Absolutely battering. Over oh, there. <laughs> Absolutely, 420-odd for two, I think it was. One of their players, unfortunately, slipped. I'm sure you've read it. It's absolutely baking. It's rock hard. There is no one slipping anywhere. I don't care. It sounds a bit like a United Utilities issue at the the Mighty Lorehouse, doesn't it, that? Yeah, it does, yeah, when that that drain used to bust at the top and come (laughs) running down. But then, you know, my opinion, they bottled it because of the injury. They said it wasn't because of that. They said there were water coming up through the run-ups, but well, everyone everyone's got an opinion, Jazz. Yeah, exactly. And then they called day four off, um, <laughs> and it was still cracking the flags. And then two days later, Livingston's it. But anyway, back to Livingston. 
that how you know that that has got to be as has it been measured? Do we know? Has anyone seen anything? Well, no, it was, it was so big that Hawkeye couldn't pick it up. So, right. um, Pazza, our pro, talked about it at the weekend. They said, you know, he's starting to do it at England level what he did at club cricket back in the day. Yeah. And you right. know, to be able to do that is just something yeah. special, isn't it? And the exciting yeah. thing, the exciting thing there is three or four of them can do that in that England yeah. team. And it's like, yeah. wow, yeah. You know, we lose yeah. a full team to COVID and they come in and still win. Yeah. Anyway. You see the size of that stand, and to hit it into the rugby league, right? You know, the field at the rugby league is—you've got to look at 120 meters plus. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. When I saw it, it was reminiscent of a job Benaducci straight drive off Peter Sleep back in the day. Right. I'm honest. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, it was up there with some of the best. So. Mm. I think the the only thing with Livingston, he's he plays a little bit too straight. You know, if he's more traditional, <laughs> like Joe Benaducci, and hits it like a rounders bat with a, a, a bat <laughs> and then he disappears dead straight. No one's ever known how he's done it. Yeah, uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah. very quiet around your shots there. So we'll uh, we'll move on. So what we're going to do is just talk through. Uh, we've three games to discuss. I think you've played in two finches, that right? We've got the Northern Darwin and Walsden. I turned up for two. I put yeah. the whites on. Yeah, you you played in two, and Joe, you played in three. So if we just quickly go through, I think in in date order, the Northern game, where uh, reduced overs, I think it was, and um, we probably didn't get enough. Were you at that one, Duke? Were you at the Darwin? Uh, no, I was at Northern. Yeah, I was there yeah. at Northern. What's your thoughts about that, Dooch? What? How did that? Did we get done because of the reduced overs? I don't think the the overs were reduced. Yes. Right. Yeah, they they were. Were they? I know the start was delayed. It was a Thirty-seven over game. Oh, was it? Okay. Likely you've got it as a fifty-over game still. No. Um, okay. Well, we didn't get done by the reduced overs because the the overs have been reduced before the game started. Okay. It wasn't a case of us losing time once we'd already started batting. Um, we got off to a real good start. Our openers uh, put on a, a good opening partnership. And then after that, we kind of just lost. It's at really bad times. A couple of dismissals that weren't fantastic. Um, and we ended up stumbling a little bit. Um, and we didn't have our usual mid to late order push. We did a little bit. Blaise and Dean got teens apiece, but nothing uh, nothing major. Yeah. Blaise was uh, run out. Um, yeah. And we were never, we were never, we didn't get enough to put them under any pressure at any stage. They got off to a flyer and because they were always miles ahead of the rate, they, we could never, ever put them under any kind of pressure whatsoever. They're, they're open, Tommy batted really well, but completely at his own pace. Didn't have to take any risk. And we could just never, never get on top of them, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, um, seen... Sorry, sorry. Just jump in. Norden's a really difficult ground to judge what a first inning score is because we haven't played there very often. You got kind of weird boundaries, short boundaries. So you sometimes don't have a clue what what a decent score is to chase there. So you know, one one fifty or whatever it was could have been competitive. But as I think Matt talked about it earlier on the, in the season when the seconds played there. We thought we had enough, but again, they chased it down. And it yeah. seems as though that's a kind of ground, knowing what you need to chase yeah. is, is, is an advantage. It'd be interesting to see how many games are won batting second there. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, you know, the grounds that we've all played on for year and year, you do you do work things out and the new grounds is, might be a bit of an advantage. Uh, but I think it's fair to say, we, you know, we, 
you know, we got beat fair and square in that. Joe Martin, what, what were your um, outlook on that particular game, you know, as a player? Um, I think Joe was right. We just didn't put any, we, we couldn't generate any pressure at all. And they won it off the first ball of the last over, but it flattered us really, to be honest with you. We, you know, um, that was, yeah, so it really flattered us actually because they could have won it at any point. They wouldn't. They didn't really play any big shots or anything like that. Yeah. They just sort of were were ease. I would say. Okay, and from there, do you think that rolled into the the game against Darwin, when I think we got absolutely battered, Joe Martin? You're on mute, Joe. I mean, we've only been doing this podcast now for yeah, sorry, a year and a half. I would just say I got a pizza, so I was showing Joe. Um... <laughs> so, didn't know what didn't know what it was. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> Um, well I think actually it was a bit it was a bit odd to be honest with you because it's really hard to say because obviously we had a Covid outbreak after the the Norden game so all the first team were plunged into isolation plunged thank you Um, and you know we couldn't literally couldn't do anything for 10 10 days you know I I had to buy a treadmill I couldn't go out running (laughs) I got the blame for that as well, didn't I, Dooch? Yeah, so, I, yeah, it's a good point, actually, because yeah, Finchie yeah. didn't come back and play. So, yeah. we'd have been fine. Finchie had about seven COVID tests a day. So, what's, so what's happened there? We've, can we name the player or not? Of course we can. Of course we can. It's not confidential. Yeah. No. So, so, the the, the, cul- the COVID culprit was Don Stewart. Right. Delta so, Don. He'd, been, he'd obviously been away at university or doing university-related activities and came back and played his first game at Norden, first game back from university, right. uh, and started feeling ropey during the game, um, had a COVID test and was positive. So it was, it was he, he caused the, uh, the outbreak. Now, if, if things should have been available for Saturday, that Saturday game at Norden, there's a possibility that Don wouldn't have played in the first team. So Finchie's dodgy availability caused the whole <laughs> outbreak in a roundabout way. Right, right. So, Finchie's um, fault again. Poor Finchie. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it must definitely stem back to my captaincy in 2007. I'm sure we'll, t- <laughs> sure we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that. Yeah, so, so Dom, what you're saying, Dooch, is Dom has, has been uh, at university. He's not possibly, he's possibly not um, adhering to social distancing with, you know, whether it's males or females, and then he's come back and, and the whole first team have to isolate. Yeah, I don't know about the social distancing, Jez. I don't know. Right. You know, he could have got it in an entirely innocent manner. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Joe Martin, what was that like? So, the full, everyone, is it 10 days? You had to yeah. isolate? I had to isolate for 10 days, yeah. So, the semi-final was called off. The middle league game was called off. Yep, in middle team. That, that was good, tough, I guess. You know, no training, no practice, no getting together. It wasn't, uh, yeah, I, I, it wasn't easy, to say the least. But, um, yeah, it was very difficult, very difficult for 10 days, especially when you see everybody else playing as well. Yeah. And, and you can't even leave your house, <laughs> you yeah. know, to go and get something to mm. <laughs> So that's not great. So the Darwin game. So the Darwin Mark. game, it was a bit of, it was a, it was a really strange game. We'd only had a chance to train on the Thursday because we were out of isolation on the Wednesday. Yeah. Um, that, and I'm, I'm not saying that's to blame at all. Um, we 
we scored at quite a good rate for, but we just kept losing wickets very quickly. Ben batted extremely well on his first game back since his really bad injury. Um, yeah. I can't believe that he played <laughs> and, and managed to come back and play. It was a, it was a real, it was a very very good effort. And batted extremely well, and then we just sort of collapsed after that, after that. Um, we got to about 140, and it, it was never going to be enough. I think they probably got it after about 30 overs, something like that. No, not even no, that. 20 overs, sorry, with yeah, about 30 overs left, I would say. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And you, you, you mention it enough, Joe, throughout these podcasts. I see you've got a, a 10 ball duck. Yeah. Yeah. Really good, good ball. No. Uh, no, not really. Not really. It was a really poor shot. It was very odd. I couldn't get I couldn't get comfortable when I was batting. Right. It's a very odd ground, Darwin. It's on a really big slope, um, and it was quite. The pitch was where I was stood was quite crumbly, so I couldn't make a proper mark. These are all ridiculous. They're not excuses because <laughs> it was a terrible shot. It really was. It was bad. I didn't move my feet, and I just kind of flailed the bat at it and nicked off to first slip. Right. Um, but I, I just didn't know what to do. No, a bit so crumbly. Just, yeah, a bit crumbly. Right. So when like I made that. a mark, it just crumbled. Right. So you didn't know where you were standing. You didn't know where your wickets were or anything. I had a rough idea. They're about because they're only about a foot behind me. But they were somewhere behind me. They were somewhere, and it it wasn't a great ball. It, it was it was it was perfectly fine. But on a normal day, I probably would have left it, or yeah. you know, tried to cut it or something like that. But I just prodded at it really. Uh, and then we lost. And then we lost two in an over. Francois, uh, sorry the. Paz got a really terrible, terrible LBW. It was dreadful. Uh, and then uh, Francois um, got a leading edge to mid-wicket. So then you're already behind. Then you're behind the game a little bit there. Uh, ben and Paddy had quite a good partnership as, as they were as they were batting. And I think Finchie probably got about 10, something like that. If I was lucky. Eight. Uh, eight. Not, double, eight. not double figures, eight. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and... Uh, and then from there we we scraped to 140, and it was never going to be enough, really. No. Really. Well, I say it was never going to be enough. Um, the, yeah, the, and, and the, the next day, with, with loads to loads to spare. Uh, Finchie, anything to add on that before we move on? No, not really. It's just one of those. It, it, it felt a slightly different feel around the group than when I last played against Clitheroe in the T20. You yeah. know, I think you put that down to isolation. That, yeah. that group of players worked bloody hard during the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you could tell that they just didn't have that sharpness there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was interesting just coming back in. But yeah, exactly what Joe said. No one in the top six really went big um, yeah. with Ben, to be honest. So. Yeah. And it is, you know, as much as people might think, oh, they're only amateurs. It's not a big deal being away for 10 days. But the way the league is now and how tough it is you put the effort in you'll get the rewards and if for whatever reason you can't get that practice together or that training together it is difficult so so there we go is that again I'll throw it out there we're down we, you know we're seventh now in the league you know this the points are still quite tight what's do, you, do we think that's it for the season for the league I don't know is it uh, is it still up there is it uh, is it available for us Joe Martin I think, uh, I think if we can get a run together yeah. Then there's then there's always a chance. It just depends on how consistent we can be. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. The difference, and I think you've you've talked about this in the past. You've got a league now where a lot of teams can beat each other. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you are if you put a consistent run together, you've then got the chance of 
some others slipping up. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big call, but like you said, I think what well, we're still with eleven twenty-two. So there's eight games to go. So, Gooch, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think we should write it off and just concentrate on the cup? Or I don't think we should write it off. I think, like Finchie says, we're we're in a league now where teams can slip up because they're playing against better opposition week in week out. Um, it's it's going to be tough. We're, we've left ourselves a mountain to climb. You look at the league table. Even if we, even if we, even if we were to get twelve points from our game in hand, that take us to ninety-two, which is thirty-six behind Walsden. So that's yes. still, that's still, we've still got to make three full wins up on them in the course of yeah. uh, eight games, which you know yeah. seems a little unlikely when you, uh, you look at yeah, it. Like it's that, a bit yeah, it is. Well, let's hope last Sunday kickstarts things. So, so let's. We've been a bit doom and gloom here. Let's get into the uh, the upbeat. Joe Martin, I want to tell us about Sunday. What's up, Joe? Sorry, I'm just eating a pizza. <laughs> it was really hot. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I'm very sorry. Um, it was an excellent half of a game for us, I would say. Oh, sorry, Bill Gates has just emailed me. Um, it was an excellent half of a game. <laughs> right. Is the best way I can describe it. People were saying, what a, what a match, what a game. I said, well, half of it was, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, yeah, amazing. I've never played in a game like it. Never. All right, so let me just, let me just you know, sum up. We, we were all out for 130 with eight overs, eight and a bit overs to go. Um, watching it from afar, it would appear that, you know, we'd blown it or, you know, because it's a sunny day, the picture's great. And then when you see that we bowl them out for 87, I'm immediately thinking that it's a low house pitch that's completely got too dry and it's gone to two pace and the ball is crumbling, you know, the, the wicket's crumbling and, and the ball's keeping low. But I've spoke to a couple of people since and that's not the case. Is that about right, Joe Martin? The wicket was, was adequate and played OK? I thought it was a, a, a pretty good wicket. I mean, I batted yeah. for probably 10 overs, something like yeah. that. And it, obviously it was early in the game, so later on it probably got a little bit slower. But I don't think it was a... Certainly wasn't 130 players 90 wicket as the you know the scorecard reads. I would say. Yeah. I would. Yeah. You would have expected on on a typical day for us to score 200 and them to probably get somewhere close. Yeah. I would. I would say, but I don't really know anything about wickets. So, but then you look at you know like Paddy Martin 26 runs 58 balls, Finchie four off 29, Dean 17 off 32. So as it turns out, they're valuable runs, really, because once you get to that 100, and, I mean, I'm not saying 130 is going to be a winning score, probably eight times out of ten. Um, but it's certainly a lot better than being 90 all out. What I what I will say, and I don't give him enough credit at all, is Paddy's innings was vital. Right. It was so important, and he batted really well as well. Yeah, he batted very, he's batted so well, grafted, and you know, he was scoring. He was scoring quite well until we started to lose wickets, but he hung around, kept picking up runs where he could, and batted extremely well. I, when everything was done at the end, I was very, very sorry. I was very, very proud of him. He was very good. Yeah. He was very good innings. Played really well. Yeah, no, he, he's been there. He's put the, there's about 60, 60 been put on with Paddy being not out at the end. Um, Finchie, how did you find that wicket? How did you find it to bat on? It, it was fine, to be honest. I mean, when I went in, we were under the cosh a little bit and just a 
just to mirror what Joe said, really, Paddy was so calm and collected. It's probably the calmest I've ever seen or ever batted with him, to be honest. Um, yeah. He was in control. He was itching to go. He was itching to go after after them, but the you know trying to take it as deep as you possibly could down to the last ten overs kind of got us scraping up to 130. And 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 Dean was going well. To be fair to him, when Dean yeah. that partnership with Paddy and Dean is the one that got us to. Um, some element of respectability, to be honest, but the wicket, the wicket itself was fine. Let you know, I would argue that the probably the two best bowling units in the league going at each other there, and maybe the scorecard does reflect that. That once once you get on top, or each ball and attack got on top, you you can see see the pressure it builds. So yeah. I'd say it was more around the you know the the two bowling attacks and the pitch, to be honest. Yeah, and that's a good point. You know this. One day cricket now, whether it's 20 overs or 50 overs, it's all about the batters. It's all about, you know, smashing it and being positive from the word go. But like you said there, Finch, you know, two good bowling attacks who, you know, who, who try to work the opposition out. So the feeling in the dressing room at half-time, how was that, Joe Martin? Um, well, I was in my dressing room. Um, <laughs> um, so um, I, I was sat with Paddy. It wasn't, it wasn't great. To be honest with you, because scoring 130 against Walsden, you'd typically think that they'd probably knock it off in about 14 overs. Yeah. <laughs> they usually bat. And um, I don't know what Finchy sort of thought about it, but I was just sort of dying for us not to do what we did against Darwin the day before. And yeah. I, I wanted us to take three or four wickets and to take it 30 overs, 35 overs, and have a little bit of respectability and get a bit of pride back. Because... Yeah. We've all played enough games to know that when you're playing against the top teams, typically on a good wicket, 130 probably isn't enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You would you would say probably 19 times out of 20, you know, all being equal between the sides. So, so have they started off quite slowly? We've got the first wicket uh, when they've only got five, and then the second wicket when they've got seven. Have they started off slowly? Uh, and uh, we just kept wickets. We Hawkey's first over was excellent. Yeah. I think he bowled, he, the ball was swinging and he bowled really tight. He bowled at the stumps. Uh, yeah. I think we had an appeal for a catch behind, um, early in the first over that was that was turned down. But we heard a, but we heard a little noise. That's why I appealed. No. Um, I don't cheat, Jess. No, I, don't, no, I didn't um, say Did he hit it? No. Well, apparently not. The umpire didn't give it. So, fair enough. But, you know, these things are fine. Uh, and then Francois, I think his uh, first ball went for four. And then he, the, the ball got, that got Gale out was a was quick. <laughs> it was really quick. If it had nicked yeah. it, it would have hit me in my face. I think. Right. Uh, but it probably pitched on on middle and off and took the top of off stump. It was brilliant. And then that sort of we thought, oh well, fair enough. If we can get another one here and another couple, we might you know see where we go. And then from there, Hawkey and Francois bowled fantastic, fantastic, brilliant, really. That's good. That's good because that's what you know. They've both been carrying injuries for the mm. you know for a couple of weeks, so they're fully fit. You know, they're firing on on all cylinders, and that's what we need. You know, after the two, you know, the COVID situation and then the two defeats. So, so that's uh, that's fantastic that they're back up and, and running. So you know, then we you know we get the third wicket. And they've only got 18, the fourth wicket at 22. Were you comfortable then that the game 
was going to go to, you know, to be a tight game or could one innings have just changed it at any time, bearing in mind their pro's coming in at five? Well, if their pro battered the rest of the innings, they'd have won. Right. Would be my honest think, assessment of it. I think another 10 overs of him, to be fair, gets them to a point where they're confident, that, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. When you look at Gale and Guildford coming in that low down, they've scored big runs in the past. So yeah. yeah. So just talk us through that Finch. He's got he's twenty off twenty one as their pro. He's uh, he's come in and yeah. you know only got eighteen. Is he working it around well or is he is he playing a little bit aggressively? Like? I mean, it's only the second time I've played against Walton, and but in both both times I've played, he's gone hard early doors. Yeah. So. In the context of the game, he's gone relatively hard there, hasn't he? Run a ball pretty much. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, that was his, his downfall, to be honest. He's his hit one into the pocket on the leg side, taken, taken Francois on for his second run, and that, you know, it's a direct hit from the boundary. Um, yeah. all, the odds, all the odds are in their pro's favour. But um, one thing's for sure, he, he wouldn't be running as hard if it was one of the other batters that had hit it into the pocket for two. So... Um, <laughs> You know that that possibly that piece of feeling by Frankie possibly was the one that I think everyone then started to think, okay, keep doing what we're doing here, and and we can grind a result out. Yeah, because then because like you said, uh, you know he's 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 got them up to forty four for four, which is a recovery as such. But then he's out. It, it really is game on, and and I'm sure you lot were all jubilant and and jumping all over each other. It does it does buy you a couple of wickets as that sort of. Um, What's your thoughts, Dooch, on, on, on that situation for leading up to their pro batting and, and how, he, how he, he seemed to be going until he was run out? Um, well, I think being a law house man, you are always naturally a little pessimistic. Mm-hmm. And even though they were 20 for four or whatever it were, I was always thinking, I would, which sat with a couple of uh, our learned uh, supporters, ex-players, and we were all we were all saying they, they will get a partnership at some stage. We're not we're not going to keep taking a wicket every five runs. It, it never it never works out that way. So when he got when Pro got to twenty, he's starting to think we're going to have to get another wicket soon, or else this is going to it's going to start tipping in their favour again. But when we got him out, then we got another one and another one. Purely because we were playing Walston, I still felt, even though they were seven down, because we've got such a low total, I still felt we needed to get another wicket. We, we kept needing to take wickets because I always felt that if they'd have had any kind of partnership the way their lads bat, they'd have only needed to bat together for 10 overs, like Finchie said earlier, and that would have that would have hurt us. But yeah. it, it didn't really, never really panned out that way. The lads who normally come in and be aggressive for them, um, Gail and Guildford, they were in with plenty of overs to go, and I think that maybe got in their head a little bit. They tried to perhaps play the situation rather than play how they would normally play. If there'd only right. been, say, 10 or 15 overs left and they yeah. needed to get them 80 runs in 10 or 15 overs, that I think that would have suited them a little better. Whereas yeah. the fact that they had 30 overs left, yeah. it probably got in their heads a little bit and they were they were playing they were playing correctly rather than the way that they usually play, which yeah. Yeah. by all accounts is a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, I know what you mean. It does, you know, it, it has those effects on people. You know, that's that's what cricket's about. So, so then, and, and it looks, you know, the the tail was wrapped up. I know they faced quite a few balls, 37, 32, 23, You know, but once you've got them, you know, it's seventy for eight, eighty-seven for nine. It's more than confident. So it's a fantastic victory, is that? And it really will board well for the um, for the final, which is at Clitheroe. 
on um, August the 15th. 15th. Um, which is fantastic. Is there anything else, uh, Joe Martin, about that game or Fincher? I would just say that I actually think as we progress through our bowling innings, having the low score actually helped us because it meant that we couldn't give anything away. Yeah. But it also it also meant that I think that as Joe said, they changed how they battered. I think if we'd have got maybe one fifty to one seventy, I think they'd yeah. have just played freely. Yeah. Yeah, but because I mean, they, so, because they were yeah. so close, they were just sort of they weren't really they weren't it wasn't a typical sort of Wolsden innings that we that we no. were used to. These are all sort of hypotheticals, right? You know, no, but you you yeah. don't you've know. got to give you know I, I, like Hawke and Francois can be the most frustrating cricketers you've ever come across because they're so talented, <laughs> um, and they come out come up with so many different theories, all massively well intentioned for the betterment of Laura else. But you've got to give them credit that that first mm-hmm. 20 or well, 18 over spell that them two bowled and were bowling as well at the back end as they were at the beginning. That yeah. That's as good an opening spell I've seen for a long time. And I take my hat off to them, really, because they they got us into a position where we could squeeze and, 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 and tighten things up. So it's not often I give Chris to them too, but I think it's fair that um, yeah. they deserve it from the weekend. Yeah. no, that, It was amazing, Jez. Yeah, that's good, amazing. Good. No, that's brilliant. It'll do them both the world of good as well. It really would coming back from injuries. Certainly, Hawke, you know, his, his confidence has been a little bit low. He gets frustrated more with himself or, or, or other things that, that went on. So, I think it's fair to say Walton would have been sick as chips, would they, at the end of that? They wouldn't have been particularly happy. I mean, they, they never seem a, a very happy go go lightly bunch of lads anyway so how, how did they take that defeat you know you know what jazz i thought they were top draw at the end you know really? yeah i have to take my hat off the way they were at the end they stuck around got stuck in taught you know talked quite a bit about the game really and, and right. the league and whatnot and yeah and i haven't played against them so you hear all these things from different yeah, and they play the game, play the game in their own way. They play it tough, and that's the way yeah. they've been successful. But the way they were at the end, you got to drop your hat, I suppose, and say fair enough. You know, good yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah, totally fine. Yeah, they, you know, they they play they play on the edge a lot. You know, the the way that you know they potentially try to intimidate is on the edge a lot. You know, from watching from the side, it is frustrating to see Point running in for each LBW and screaming in the batter's face. You know, it's uh, it's not what we're used to. We're uh, we're hardly angels sometimes, are we? Though, let's be honest. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, so that's a great victory, Dooch. Anything you want to add other than uh, you know talking about the final? Oh, it was great. It was great to watch. Great afternoon. Uh, obviously, the first half wasn't wasn't so enjoyable, but from then, from you know, from the minute the second half started, it was a it was a brilliant yeah. afternoon to watch cricket. Yeah. Enjoyable. Not always the greatest watcher, but it was um, it was great. Great afternoon. So brilliant. Good. Good, and it, it's worth mentioning now that, that Frank and other people at the committee at the club are, are already on with sorting out transport to the Clitheroe game to the final on the 15th. So please have a look on the website, have a look uh, on the Twitter accounts for any notifications if you want to get travel over to watch in uh, at Clitheroe for the final. So I've just had a look on the uh, the website, Finch. You've got 500 runs. you passed 500 runs in... Lancashire League Worsley Cup games at that weekend when you got four. Is that right? 
Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's something to hang my hat on yeah. for yeah. the rest of time, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and you're very close to getting five thousand uh, league runs. I'm led to believe. Are you aware of that? Is that right? Is that yeah. the Law House? The Law House. Um, or... I'm not sure. We'll have to speak. The, 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 the only, the only, um, the only count for Law House anyway. I think I've actually got five thousand if you include the Nelson, yeah, the Nelson yeah. ones, but. Um, yeah, yeah, you have not the lower house. True, yeah, 30 off the lower house. Oh, 38. Am I? Okay, yeah, well, that, that'll be another 20 in or so. So I don't think, stick around I don't a bit longer. Think. You get stuck stuck in, Finchy. I'm, I'm with you. you. There's some big scores left in your cup. Um, I hope so. I hope and so. it was your 250th game for lower house. League game. Was it? Wow, yep. okay. Which there you go. Is an incredible fantastic. feat. Imagine, Very impressive. Imagine if, I, imagine if I was as committed as you, Joe. I'd, I'd be up to 500 by now, wouldn't I? Um, well, you've got other things going on. <laughs> so, Finchie, let's, um, we've discussed through the games. We've got, um, you know, we, hopefully people enjoy understanding what went on from the players' side, from Duchess as a spectator and Finchie coming in and, and giving us ins- his insight, which is fantastic. Finchie, we've had you on a few times before. You've mentioned yourself there about previously playing at Nelson. We've had a couple of tweets in. One's anonymous. One is from uh, an individual I don't really want to mention, and they're talking about your transferring from Nelson to Law House and what went on at that time. Will you just talk us through your... I remember playing against you at Nelson. You were obviously a really, really young lad, lots of ability, um, a little bit cocky, I would say, but that some people might call it confidence. Um, just talk us through you know, your, your start of your career at Nelson, getting in the first team and then leaving Nelson, how that all came about. Please. Yeah, so listen, a bit like anyone really, you just end up going down to the club to play. And if I'm honest, that's why I've really enjoyed coming back playing because watching my youngster Archie um, and Lily actually play at Leyland, it kind of reconnects you to actually why do you play the game in the first place? So, and you go down and you the club becomes your life, doesn't it? And it just so happened yeah. that Nelson was my local club and I'd be there five nights a week. I'd train every night I could and, um, you know, Back then, I think there's only an under-13s and under-15s team. So you, you go down on the off chance that someone doesn't turn up and you you play a game. So you, you do all that stuff. And then you become a regular in the junior teams. And yeah, as I'm sure we all did, you work your way up the, the ranks, don't you? So I was very, very lucky at that time at Nelson because I had a few people kind of backing me. One was Milton Lord, who we all know, absolute legend. Um, he looked after me through the thirds and the second team. And then Duncan Spencer, who obviously played at Burnley um, and then moved to Nelson as captain, he gave me my debut really when um, I think Roger, I think I made my debut when Roger Harper was pro. So I was very lucky to be in a really strong dressing room there for, for a period of time. Um, and I think my first year we won the we won the league. I contributed very little other than a um, a 16 not out in my first game against Accrington, I think. Um, and then, yeah, spent a few seasons um, probably in and out of the first team, not really setting, setting any fires going. But, yeah, really lucky and really enjoyed it, Nelson. Yeah. No, that's, so how many seasons were you in the first team there? You know, what pros were you playing with around that time? Um, so what pros? So I remember Alan Dawson. So I think he, Alan Dawson kind of came to Nelson after his stint at East Lanks. Um Again, really lucky. I wasn't playing in the first team, but he spent a lot of time with me in the senior nets. Um, actually, an underrated cricketer, I thought. He was probably one of those seniors yeah. who was 
just you know he bowled a pro's length rather than a an amateur's length so would bowl a lot of overs for not very many and keep missing the bat um someone like him and then i think i think we had roger after that for two years and that was just that was just a different gravy that was watching a different different player altogether so you know a big six foot odd off spin bowler who I, who I genuinely don't think spun it a great deal over that two year period, but his yeah. reputation went before him after however many years at Bake Up. And you know, it was that it was that year. Do you remember that year where we played time cricket? Yeah, and it was yeah. just boring cricket, but it was perfect for him because he'd bowl yeah. 20 odd overs from one end, never get yeah. tired. He never had a mid on or a mid wicket because he just fielded yeah. it himself. Uh, yeah. It was like yeah, and he was just meticulous in everything that he did. You know, yeah. it sounds really sad, but we used to enjoy watching him field in practice because he was that good. It was, yeah, so Roger and then we might have had, I might have had Wade Wingfield. I don't know if you remember him. We had him for a season. Yeah. Um, didn't really go as, as well as his, it should have done really. Um, but then, yeah, I think I can't remember who the, who the back end was, but. Yeah, yeah. So some really good pros and some really good amateurs as well. You know that Euler played against Jez for yeah. years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, like you said, Marcus, Marcus Duncan, first of all, Marcus and and Carrots and all these are great players. You know, they were you know quality players. So you made your debut, I think I'm right in saying, in '99, and you played there till 2002. So how old would you have been then? You made your debut. You were 16, and by the time you're 18 and 19. Um, you know, you're looking to leave. What were the circumstances of you leaving such a great club, you know, such a successful um, club? Well, my my uh, my record didn't stand up to much and I'd not bowled. I don't think I... Did I bowl at all in the, yeah, league, got, in the league? Yeah, so I bowled a few overs. It's a funny yeah. story, actually. Um, probably not the one you want me to regale, but during the, my last season, I'd started coaching by then and I'd been coaching all the junior stuff over at Leyland Cricket Club. Right. And they asked me whether I wanted to play for them. And being quite a young, naive bloke, I thought, well, we play on Sundays in the Lancashire League, so mm. I might as well play on Saturday in the Northern League, not knowing that we couldn't <laughs> be registered with two teams. So um, I played about four games before anyone realised and did all right at Leyland, actually. <laughs> how, did the, how did you get found out? Um, I think I scored a, I might have scored a 50 and I was totally naive. I, I didn't realise I was doing anything wrong. So then, obviously, it all kicked off. It's like, well, you can't do that. So the, the league banned me from playing first-team cricket. So I ended up playing uh, second team for the rest of the year, as long as I didn't play for, for Leyland. And um, to be fair, Milton, Milton sorted that one out for me because I could quite easily have been banned from both, from both leagues. And as I said, it was totally naive. I just wanted to play yeah. as much cricket as I could. Uh, but yeah. I remember my first game back in the seconds was against Lorehouse and um, Stan was playing. So Stan turned up. He was absolutely yeah. hammered. He stunk of, stunk of beer. To this, <laughs> to this day, he denies Brilliant. it, but he stunk of beer. He had, his, um, he had his work shirt on instead of a cricket shirt. So he had a white <laughs> kind of sergeant's out shirt on or whatever it was. Yeah. He just took his epaulets off. He yeah, had, yeah. yeah. And obviously my dad knew him and my dad went, oh, Stan's a, Stan's a good player. He's a great player. I've known him in the police all me. Played for Lancashire Police. He's done all this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, blimey, here we go. Anyway, he couldn't stand up straight, could he? he missed a straight one and then walked off for, for single figures. But um, Ben Eat was playing that game and um, I got 80-odd and, and Ben dropped me on about 20, I think. So um, that's my first kind of encounter with Laura House. So, yeah, so it got to the end of that season. It just, you know, 
for whatever reason, it just petered out. Um, I did my did my coaching course. I think my level three with Nigel Brown and Bembo, uh, Chris Bembers, and and they did a job on me really. Um, you know, Brownie especially. When it comes to lower health, you know, you'll open the batting, you'll get a bit of a ball. You know, unbeknown to me, he hadn't even talked to anyone about it. But um, I ended up <laughs> sitting in the old sitting in the cl- old clubhouse with Stan, and then Stan's like, yeah. Um, away you go and it, that was the year we signed Q Ali and was it Cameron Farouk Cameron yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I just kind of went under the radar a little bit because them two were were quality players I, I had no real background to do on so I'm, I'm very grateful for the Matt who was captain then who just stuck me opening the innings and, and gave me the ball every so often yeah so yeah fair play brilliant and that was 2003 I think it was that uh, that when you came over and oh, you that wicket and you kept wicketing again, didn't you, Finch? Uh, I don't know whether it was that year, but yeah, probably not one one to spend any airtime on, really, because it was it was well, it was nowhere near average. It was terrible, but it was Ryan Ryan Harris's ball, and I was missing straight ones off Jez that were going for buys. And I think <laughs> I think Matt Matt came up to me and said, Finchy, I really need you to bowl, but in reality, it was a you need to get those gloves off, mate. So I actually think that might have been the start of my bowling career or else was the in desperation to get the gloves off me. He says, you might as well have a ball. Yeah, right. Brilliant. Is uh, Dooch, is there anything, can you remember, can you recall that, uh, that period when Finchie came down? Yeah, yeah, I remember it very well. My uh, favourite uh, early game of Finchie's was when he got um, beat Baker at home in 2003 and we never, we never beat Baker. We haven't, we haven't beaten them for a while whilst I've been in the first team. I've only been in the first team three or four years at that stage. And I was used to getting pumped by Baycup and Sean Young. And we beat them at home that year. I think they got 250-ish and Finchie got 100 in the response and we managed to knock them off. And that was a good day. It was, yeah. it was a good day, but I think you had to come in and finish it off, didn't I? I think I caffled at the last hurdle, but... Um... Yeah, but you, came did, in and, you got 100, you did get 100, I think 103 or something like that. So you did the uh, the donkey work for sure. Candy to bring that one up, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, 104, you got Finchy chasing 250. Um, All right. Yeah, we had a sub Oh, New Zealander, wasn't it? Yeah, Hitchcock. Good laugh. Hitchcock. Yeah, yeah he was. He was. Yeah. yeah. No, that's. Uh, that's good to hear, Finchie. And it's obviously we you are a proper law house, so you've you, you know you've been down there all the all the years and you've contributed so much. You've got you've won the medals, you've won the you know, the supporters love you to bits, etc. Let let's just move on because there's been quite a bit of controversy on some of the older podcasts that we've had here about you know the ex-players and some of the current players singing your your praises, etc., apart from when it comes to the captaincy, which mm-hmm. You know, people don't realise, you know, it seems like you're only captain for two or three games, but you were officially the captain for, for one and a half years. What? How do you see that that period went for you and for the club? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll get into it properly in a minute, but it was always something I wanted to do. I was very proud for the captain because, you know, we'd had Matt, Joe, Joe had kind of, I don't know how many years you actually had. Two doing, years. Yeah, he two did years. two years. Um I think I was Joe's VC for both of those. And, you know, it, you take a lot of pride in, in doing that. And I was, you know, I was honoured. Um, if, if I'm being truly honest, I, I probably felt a little bit like David Moyes. You know, I think Joe realised that the team was on a bit of a downward spiral. <laughs> <for> a <drink. laughs> 
he jumped a little bit before um, he was probably going to be pushed. But um, yeah, I look back. Listen, what I was, what would I have been there? Twenty three, so I was still young. Um, stupidly got married that year as well. So um, there was a lot going on. Um, yeah, it just wasn't very good. Let's be honest. Although the results after my tenure didn't improve uh, too much for a couple of years, but. Um, if I could have a year and a half back and, ha- and do it differently, um, 15 years on, um, I'm never going to get the opportunity again. But I, you would do it a hell of a lot differently. And you'd, you know, you'd do it and you'd concentrate more on the people that you've got rather than what people are doing with bat and ball in hand, really. So, uh, listen, I, I loved it. I was proud to do it. I, it wasn't, you know, it's possibly a little bit too early for me. But, um, yeah, I just wasn't very good for a year and a half and you just got to hold your hand up sometimes, haven't you? Yeah, and I think that's a year Ryan went back into it as well. I mean, yeah, your we didn't first. have a, yeah, like the second half, the second year we, was that the year we signed Jason Crazier? I can't remember who we'd signed and then we ended up getting Aaron O'Brien who was, a you know, on paper a good, I think a, a good late replacement um, if we didn't sign him before the start of the season. Ryan went home, you know, it's different, isn't it? You know, you win. I win one more game in that first year. You finish fifth rather than ninth or tenth. Um, yeah. You get Ryan all year. You know he's going to win you three or four games single-handedly. So you know, but yeah, yeah. I hold my hand up. It wasn't. It wasn't my um, my best year and a half. But as I said, absolutely, I can't say yeah. I massively enjoyed it, but I was proud to do. Yeah, um, and you've come back from that. You were very young, and I'm just look. You've got a good point there, Finch, about your Moyes. Uh, comment because only the second game of the season with four to one all out and you've got clang wicket keeping for you. <laughs> it's not ideal, is it? When uh, you know that's there's not a strong side there. When when uh, Fellaini turns up to be first change bowler, you know you got something wrong. Yeah, exactly. And you're also so 2007. You would have been what 24 then. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was the year. I, that was the year I packed in, wasn't it? it was, yeah. Bizarre, bizarre year that because I'd actually packed in before that cup game against Burnley. Right. And um, yeah, what were the circumstances about you packing in? Just I think my my professional career was going quite well. Um, I was spending more and more time away from home on the road. You just if you want to be captain of a of a league team, you've got to. It's hard, bloody hard work, isn't it? You know, you'll know it through the selector stuff now. And through your experience, you don't finish on a Sunday and then come back the Saturday after. You've got to pick no. teams and then it changes day in, day out. Then you're worried about training, who's turning up for training, is it raining, do you turn it off, uh, do you call it off? And you've got all those things. And if you're not committed to it, it's not it's not fair on you and it's not fair on the club, is it? And, you know, if the results would have been going slightly better, would, would I have carried on? Who knows? But it is one of those things. It, it turned out that... Me giving up meant we probably had one of the best captains for the next however many years that um, that I've played under. So, you yeah. know, big pat, big pat on the back for me of making the decision for the betterment of Laura's Cricket Club rather than for my for my own ego. So it was the exact yeah. opposite, Jez, of him not deciding to play against Norden. Right. Yeah. Going back to what you said there about the pro in two thousand seven, I've just looked it up. It wasn't. It wasn't. We didn't sign Craig that year. We actually signed John Moss. John Moss. That's it. Oh yeah, what he'd, he'd have been. That would have, he'd have, that would have been, been a signing. That that'd have been another Andrew McDonald type signing. That yeah. Um, you know, not as quick as Ryan. Balls it slightly full of length. Um, in fact, yeah, I forgot about him. I mean, what a 
what a stick career he had and what a good yeah. player he would have been. So yeah. and then he whatever yeah. some happened in and the, the league Nigel reported it on the website on the 17th of April saying he's not he's not coming. Yeah. yeah. Then, so and, that's when we and, got Ryan yeah. for for the first portion of the season and then Aaron O'Brien yeah. came in. Yeah. So it's a really big strain. Because you look honestly, Finchy, I'm just flicking through odd games. Third game of the season. You won't bowl yourself and I'm into game three or four at all. Mm. You know, which thing what happens with captain captains. But the third game of the season, you and Ryan put 257 on for the first wicket. Yeah. Oh, was that that year? Was that 2007? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean... So what a strange... Yeah, it was just bizarre. It was a little bit bizarre that... Um, it came kind of came out of nowhere, I think. It was one of those where I don't know, had Ryan opened the batting before that? No, not a great deal, no. no. No, I don't think he had. And we just had a we just had a chat and just said, listen, there's no what we're gonna do. And we we knew we were playing against Harwood. Um yeah, that's right. Bowled, I'll, I'll be honest, he bowled three or four overs of, of genuine pace and then just settled into military medium because I it played for us the year before or a couple of years before. Um yeah. Burnley, yeah. Yeah, and it's just one of those, everything goes, everything happened and everything, you know, went to plan, didn't it? Um, yeah. But, um, I mean, watching Ryan in full flow was scary because yeah. you stand yeah, you stand at the non-strikers and could go anywhere, you know, a yard outside off, working it through square leg um, yeah. on one leg and you just think, wow, that's, they yeah. play a different game, don't they? Um, but, yeah. I, I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I genuinely didn't realise that was that year, actually. Uh, yeah, I thought it was yeah. a little bit earlier than that. So. Yeah, I mean, you start flicking through it. You know, it wasn't an extraordinary year, but you know, as you've said, you got you got shafted by Dooch and you did the club a favour by getting Charlie in. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll cling on to that. I cling on to yeah. those, both those, but I think we both know that isn't true. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'll cling on to it. No, brilliant. No, I really appreciate you going through that with for us, Frenchy, and it might. Uh, Ease a few people's questions as uh, as they keep quizzing us. So I've uh, I've not a great deal else to go through on on here. Joe Martin, anything you want you want to bring up before we close it? Uh, I don't think so. Um, no? Just we need to do a proper um, we need to do a proper one with Finch in the winter. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it would be good. I was going to start it now, you know, to talk about your professional career, Finchy. But I do think uh, you know, special episode for that around the. The women's game and how that's developed, um, and your role in it. If you're happy enough to come in and, and do that with us in the winter, that'd be fantastic, John. Of course, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about yeah. that all day long. Yeah, yeah, that'd a be. Bit, yeah. I was a bit better, bit better at that than I was at captaincy. So. Yeah, well, you must be. You must be. We've <laughs> seen you on telly often when uh, when the girls are doing the business and winning. Dooch, anything uh, you want to add before we finish? No, no, you're all happy with that. Um, we're just looking. England need six runs off seven balls to uh, to beat Pakistan at Old Trafford. Um, oops! What are they chasing down? <laughs> what did they end up chasing? Oh, Alex, uh, he's brain dead. One hundred and fifty, uh, ish chasing. Livingston's just got out with a quite a poor shot, top edge to short third man. Uh, so they need six off six balls. Um, so anyway, we'll uh, we'll. Call it a day at that, and then you can uh, watch this last over yourselves, chat. So thanks, everyone, for, for contributing to the questions, and we're talking you through these last few games. Thanks, Finchie. Thanks, Joe Martin. Thanks, Dooch. And don't forget, subscribe to our podcast and keep, uh, keep passing the word around. Everyone's loving it. Thanks very much, everyone, and good night. Bye.
Send more house to save the house. 